back and bigger than ever. It's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, we are back. It is the unofficial 40 podcast right here from Soonerscoop.com studios. Uh, as uh, the other big boss is in town, in studio right now for the first time in quite some time, at least with this setup, um, things have changed a lot around here since. Uh, Maybe is this Josh? first time ever on no. the pod? Well, we did the pod oh, yeah. in the conference room one time. I think we maybe the pod- first time we've done it in here. Hundred yeah. percent. This first time yeah. I've been in here. Yeah. This is where all your money's going. The Lainey and Layla's uh, scholarship fund that they're going to have to re. I think kind of up over the next couple of years. This is where it all's gone. Lainey wants to go to Rice, and that is a horrifying reality. Well, that's. I mean, but that is also a situation that it's going to be close enough, close enough to home that the girls can just live there in. They already break it. We already break something. No, no, that was me. The, the kids, the kids can just live at home, so you don't have to pay for boarding. Yeah, you're just gonna have to pay for the classes. Yeah, no, that they'll that'll... never get married then if they do that, and then let's not just have a bunch of spinstresses. Oh, that's that's what I need. Like 27 cats in my house. <laughs> that's gonna be amazing. No, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a gamble. We're definitely we're not in Vegas, and gambling's not legal in Oklahoma, but. We're gambling on with your future, with your daughter's gambling's, future. Gambling's legal. You just can't do the right kind of gambling, <laughs> like sports gambling. What kind of gambling is legal? I'm just curious. Horse racing, uh, casinos. Okay, that's true. Okay, yeah, there's there's a couple of casinos. I only in think Oklahoma. of sports. I only think of the things that we don't have as being go roll. Yeah, I mean, you can roll like, some, I, I just you want... can roll some dice. You can roll some dice, but you can't play a card, which is insane. Yeah, that's... absolutely insane. I don't. Is there ever been an explanation for where that line gets drawn? Like why that's the the breaking point? Uh, I think that there are. So hold on, you're saying you can play craps, but you can't do what? Like play a parlay card or bet on sports? Oh, I see what you're saying. But you can go bet on horse racing, yeah, which is a dying sport, by the way. I've predicted five (laughs) years horse racing is going to be dead. Seriously. Is it going to get shut down by the the activists? Uh, well, not the activists. I don't know if there's going to be any horses left to run. It seems like every time that they have a big race, there's like. Seven or eight horses mm-hmm. that end up dying. I saw where they're Nobody protesting. The uh, they're protesting the use of milk at the Indianapolis 500 <laughs> uh, oh on God. Sunday. Yes, most overrated place I've ever been when we uh, went. Yes, a- Eddie and I went, and it was it felt like a dirt bike racetrack, like it, to, it, I, to the actual Indianapolis 500. Yeah, we we were out. No, we, well, well, we no, went no, to the, the race, Indy we 500, the, yeah, we uh, the, the brickyard. Yeah, you just without the racing though, and right. walked around a good portion yeah. of it, and it just just in a neighborhood. Was so un- yeah, it was just like it just popped up in the middle of this neighborhood. It was the most underwhelming thing ever. I, I would still go to a race, just like the NASCAR stuff. I would go to a NASCAR race, but I think I'd have to be in the pits or in the infield. I don't know if I'd want to go sit in the stands. I, I, I think I'm better than a NASCAR race. I'm just going to put that out there in the universe. I, I, I'm very not I, NASCAR. I, I'm very I F1. think you would have a lot of fun at a oh, NASCAR race. I, I, I've got buddies who definitely enjoy the sport drinking in the stands. That's, that's a, absolutely a thing. Yeah. So. I mean, there, it's a different like, culture within it's kind of like running a marathon almost, like getting that drunk in the middle of hundreds of thousands of people and, and finding a way. It's almost like Bear grills, I think. Well, I mean, if you're able to get out of there alive, it's kind of like running in like the Boston Marathon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, 
Eddie, uh, very exciting day for me because I don't have to watch people make fun of uh, your laptop anymore tomorrow. Your new laptop is on the way. Josh didn't even say anything. It, it looks fine. Um, it's, it's, it's actually, actually this tape is probably the best tape that we've ever used. On you've that. learned how to give your laptop a better tape job. Yeah, basically. It, it, it really is. That, that's awful. That's, it's no, just it, so it bad. Looks it looks great. It's, it, I mean, it really it represents really doesn't look that bad. the company that you're now part owner <laughs> in really well. Like, it makes us look good. It makes us, yeah. <laughs> it makes us look good. It makes us look good. We also had a police officer visit us today. We did. We are now uh, deputy uh, sergeants, I think, with the Norman yeah, Poli- or Oklahoma Police uh, University. Oh, the University, University police. police, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they had, a, uh, they had a, a larceny that we're now on the case. Great. Yeah, you, you had the arson earlier that we right. still are right. We're still investigating. Yeah, yeah. I've heard no, that. he. I, I thought it was cart. interesting. They had a golf cart situation. I thought it was interesting that I asked him about the arson incident and he didn't say anything about it in front of you. Yeah. Oh. Well, I think that it was a situation that he wants. He said to play he was on cards. vacation. Yeah, he said he was on I'm vacation, but we are. We obviously know that he's probably the one that said it. But yeah, some idiot stole uh, the Sooner Club's golf cart this morning, like at six a.m. Pretty, pretty intense. I, I like golf cart theft is a uh, a major I, I, crime. It seems like it's a big deal in Norman. There's golf carts being stolen all over the place. My wallet's in my car. I'm a little concerned to hear this right now. Like I, I nobody hearing this is going to find your car out. Locked. My car is locked because you know golf carts are open air. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I I am a proud golf car owner. So that is a uh, you own a golf cart. I have a golf cart. Have a golf cart that sits in the garage. It is a bright teal for anyone that is excited to. Why do you uh, have a golf cart? To drive around the neighborhood. It's something you it's, do. It's like I the don't know why. most in thing. I think like the Buckinghams yeah. have one as well. I think that that's just the what? Rich people. Rich people? Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's, yeah. it's interesting. I w- like this is kind of disappointing because I went to your house and we and it wasn't you know it wasn't what I made it out to be. Mm-hmm. So I thought sure. like okay he's not robbing us blind. No. You know. My Burger King is still open, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and like all of a sudden, like now you have a golf cart. Now you're just going back the other way to where people just think we're just you know spending money left and right. Yeah, no. Um, now like I that we're rich or something. Probably that we don't need you need subscribe. one to get around the uh, the neighborhood. I think well, that, that is a uh, adequate. There was a lot of golf carts in blue stem growing up. The, I'll put it I'll that say way. There's a lot of bugs where you live. The for sure. uh, oh lord. The but you know. The Hardens, again, at the end of the street, you got to get around that house. And James has a lot of cars. It's a real problem. So you got to kind of make that work. But no, uh, the, I, I, I should note, the golf cart was literally a gift. Uh, it was given to us. Um, I think it was a perfectly good excuse. From a scooper? <laughs> no. No. I, I don't get gifts. And we, we've got to get into Eddie's adoration that I am noting as I travel around the state of Oklahoma. We'll, we'll get to that oh boy, yeah. shortly. I mean, it's, that, it's tonight was an eye-opener. Yeah, just how famous he is. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It, uh, I, was, I was chronicling it to Tiffany on the drive over here from, uh, from Washington High School. And she was like, I'm, I'm well, sorry I'm, you're I'm not famous. I'm seriously thinking about moving down to Washington when I retire. I'm, I'm dead serious about I that. I love it down it's there. It's a beautiful, that was nice. beautiful town. Yeah. A hundred percent. Now Plank I know the neighborhood there, you're right? moving in. Yeah, Plank Plank lives. He's like the mayor, I think, down there. We we and we decided on the road, and we know where Plank lives. Like we've seen the neighborhood. <laughs> we're, we're pretty. It's confident. like Bob Stoops' house from the highway. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Th- th- there was a neighborhood well, that looked a little different. There's an entire neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. There's a reason he has to do every radio show in the country <laughs> to pay for the house. <laughs> or they're just paying him to live there. One of the two. I, I think the fact that you 
that we've invited him to come on and he didn't want to was strictly about monetary gain. Like it just wasn't worth his time. Actually, he he did text me and said he'll come on anytime. So <laughs> we shamed him. Yes, and then he mentioned me on the broadcast the other day, so I appreciated that because he told Toby to shut up on a promo that was running too long for baseball. Sorry, Eddie. Um, so you are here because it's the it's your Oklahoma spring tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been out the last two days. You're you're nice and red. Yes. Yes, that's... Uh, By the way, we can take your uh, headshot after the show if you want Oh, to. that's exciting. Yeah, I need to get that. That's that's The, the lighting makes up for everything. Yeah. No, I, I'm really excited. The red background, it's going to be... No, yeah. it's a green screen. Yeah, no, I I, I mean, but I just looking oh, you at what you've accomplished was, yeah. already is, is pretty impressive. Um, George will just like it because then he will not be the only person not wearing a sport coat in his. He's very... Wow. He's very self-conscious about yeah, it. Yeah, I, f- I forgot all re- that. have it redone. I Would you like to redo, redo it? I mean, George, if it makes you feel better, I can open up a couple buttons. I think we you can look make fantastic, but it's the sport coat thing that you're... It's, it's a you thing. Interesting. I wasn't sure. I thought old. I thought we were going to go old there. We need it. We need a... Uh, yeah, give him a mic, because I believe <laughs> what he's going for right now is an attack on the whites. And <laughs> he's coming after the golf carts. He's coming after the Blazers. All it's I said it's is really kind of interesting. People who wear the sports coats or feel like they need to wear them don't look as good. Josh and I don't need a sports coat. We just look good. The, this is an interesting take from Eddie, who is like Tiger Woods' biggest fan, but he feels that the attack. Well, t- on Tiger's what- never been known for uh, the way that he dresses. <laughs> like I, I, I think that uh, the adoration for Tiger is because of what he does with the golf. Club. Sure, fair enough. I never anticipated Eddie wearing a, a blazer though for the photo shoot. Well, we. I, I mean, thought. I thought for sure you would have. I didn't know what to wear, but yeah. I just. I. I figured that a uh, a blazer, you know, looking presentable, probably would have been the best option. Yeah, I'm, I think I look good. I'm not exactly excited that this is the color shirt I'm going to have on for that picture, but that's well, that's you can maybe, the way uh, it goes. You can come back through and yeah. is that like a teal? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 one of my uh, little hook fishing shirts. They. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, the, so. I get out to Chalkta the first practice this, I get to. I guarantee to. you wear this style of shirt all the time. A lot, you? Yeah. a lot. Yeah. The, uh, now I am, I am a strong t-shirt guy. I, I wear t-shirts whenever humanly possible. You made fun of me today for wearing a t-shirt. I made fun of you. Today? You said nice of you to dress up today. I was talking about the office. I was just giving you a hard time because the office was in fairly reasonable shape. I that's I, partly George and Eddie's I, doing. You should know. Anytime I'm on. On property that you are in charge of, mm-hmm. I don't have high expectations. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have. I don't think it's going to go well. It's. I mean, it's 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 better than it's been. Yeah, no, it, you it's, came at a good time. It's perfectly fine. I've got no problems in here. We might need so. to get a second storage unit, but it's a different matter. Oh, I'm God. kidding. I'm kidding. He, he, and people, this is what he's done. He's, he, this has not been raised until this moment. He's putting me no, no, on no, the no. spot. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm totally. <laughs> we have plenty of room in our storage unit. So we're good there. No, but, uh, you know, it's been, you know, a, a really good couple of weeks. And by the way, I want to remind everybody, uh, we do have our $1 or $1 for six-month promo going on at our new home at On3. Uh, go check out, uh, just type in Soonerscoop.com. If you're not a subscriber, there'll be little green buttons at the top. Uh, and I'm telling you, you need to do it because you're running out of time on this, this you know, opening promo uh, and we need you to get there and sign up. Uh, don't wait because it could be gone at the end of this month. So uh, we haven't really had that meeting for when we're shutting it off, but I think the initial plan was just to go the first 30 days. So 
Get to the website, Soonerscoop.com. Uh, I mean, the content that we're putting out, I don't think anybody, I, I mean, there's not a person alive that's been a Scoop member that can tell you that we've ever been putting out more content than we are right now. It's not even The close. softball is like just blowing it. You guys, George and, and particularly Bob are blowing it away in softball coverage. The recruiting coverage, you know, we got the camps coming up. Mm-hmm. You're here in, in Oklahoma right now. Uh, before you head back to Houston, and then you'll come back up for the camps. Um, Eddie's got baseball stuff going. Eddie's I mean, got baseball. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the uh, for like the next three, four days, <laughs> maybe like seven days, maybe eight days, nine days. I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, we're we're covering it all, and I, I think that's something we were we always wanted to do, yeah. Terry. And it feels yeah. like now we kind of have the ability to do more than hey, we just cover football and football recruiting all. The well, like time. George and I have sat and had a lot of discussions about content. Like it's always, you know, this it's always kind of been one of my goals is to have like a, almost like a Sunday paper for Mm -hmm. Sooner Scoop. And Mm -hmm. George really likes that idea too. And you know, there's, look, there used to be kind of like Monday through Thursday, we threw everything out there. Then Friday you'd kind of do the scoop and then you were off, you know, and there wasn't much. Now it's, it's, we want people to be on our site every day instead of just everybody takes a weekend off. They get back on Monday. We want to have so much content and so much compelling content that you want to check it, you know, on Saturday, you know, Wife goes shopping or something, and you get online and check it out, or you know you're you're on the golf course and waiting on a foursome that's really slow ahead of you. It, it, we want you to always be checking. We want to have such good stuff that you always want to check it out so. at your kids' games, not watching, be on the board, <laughs> yes, that kind of stuff. Be be the negligent father and or husband that you can be. That should be the new uh, Sooner Scoop motto. <laughs> we want you divorced. We want we want to ruin your marriage so bad that you're on the phone. As much as possible. Bring us your divorce and yeah. children. List. We want to be free we want you if you bring us a divorce. <laughs> divorce <settlement>. papers. <laughs> yeah. Now you can't be going around like sleeping with the uh, cart girl or something like that, like a former OU football coach. But <laughs> oh my god. Now, Carrie, you, you, I think you've kind of crossed the line with the Rileys. I've crossed the line. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Look, there's not enough room on internet Twitter right now for another Lincoln Riley rumor to go around. Although, I'm sure some people would be happy if that I think did that happen. there is a segment of people that are probably still like somehow that was uh, C Four's fault as, as well. That that's what I was going to say. <laughs> at least there's no at least there's no current fury amongst OU fans. Like it's it's all good and they're very uh, copacetic. You at know, the moment. if there is one thing that I think that I have learned as far as uh, the power that o, that is OU Twitter, uh, it it kind of knows no bounds and that's good and bad, yeah. which I think that we've obviously seen the bad of it. We I think just need to, figure I've experienced out, the good of it obviously for a long time, but we need to get people to figure out how to channel all that energy into being in the sec. Yeah. I mean that, I think that that like somebody asked me in the board chat and like, that is somewhat what it should be. Yeah. Like, the rabidness that is the, uh, like, like the the, it's, it's a lot more fun when so, like sooner fans, I don't know why, but they spend so much time attacking each other, <laughs> like attack Texas attack. I mean, it's like on the, the Baker Mayfield. And by the way, uh, let's get to this and we'll wrap all this into it, but, uh, the enjoy fresh perspective, enjoy vision, fresh perspective. Look around a uh, lot, a lot of stuff we've already talked about this week, but uh, this is going to be, you know, your recruiting show basically, uh, and I know there's, you know, like everybody else, there's people talk recruiting, you know, stop with all the banner. We don't want to hear that. Uh, we're here to entertain. That's first and foremost. I mean, you get information by going on Soonerscoop.com. This is not intended to be 
the Recruit by Recruit podcast. So we're going to talk about recruiting. We're going to talk about baseball, softball, uh, you know, what's going on in our lives, uh, the craziness of the office, all that stuff. But, um, you know, right now the craziness is Twitter, and it is Zadavian Sims committing to Oregon. And the fallout from that, I mean, and Josh, here's the thing. Like, you and I, we've been through this so many times. Like, we've seen this happen. We and you know, I almost catch myself saying like, um, you know, you've got to you've got to realize that a lot of the fan base has not been through stuff like this before, especially the ones that are getting into Twitter and getting more and more information that is not crazy stuff on Facebook. Um, but like, this just happens, man. And the fans get you know they're like, well, this is hurting our recruiting. It's really not, man. Because at the end of the day, Zadavian Sims, two weeks from now, a month from now. If he's rethinking his commitment, he's not holding this against OU fans. No. Or I, message board posters. At this point, I mean, I'm, I'm 20 years into doing this. I have never, ever done an interview with a kid that did or didn't come to Oklahoma that has ever mentioned the message boards were mean to me. <laughs> like, that's, it's never come up. And honestly, there's a part of me that thinks Brent Venables, like, I'm sure he doesn't love sure. you know, that this yeah. is happening. Like, it's it's not it. good. I'm no. not trying to present it that way. But there is a part of me that thinks Brent Venables is like, if a kid doesn't want to come here because people said not nice things about him on the internet, he's probably not going to survive Jerry Schmidt and our style of coaching and the way we do things. Like, that, that there's no coach on earth. It's like, I totally get it. Like, you're not going to go. Like, that's not how football people operate, whether it's a player, whether it's a coach. That's not the thing. And, Carrie, the, the only thing I'll say is it reminds me a lot. I talk to Tiffany a lot where she'll talk to people. Uh, you know, for those that don't know, Tiffany is in anesthesia and she does surgeries all the time. And she'll talk about people coming in and being very nervous. Like, oh, the, you know, they were, they're super nervous and I don't know why. I'm like, you've sat in that room 500 times and watched the same surgeon do the same surgery on a hand or a hip or whatever it may be. You've been down that road. That's the first time they've ever done it. They're scared. Yeah. Like, it's the same deal with you and I, Carrie. When you talk about it, like we've seen this so many times, people like it's it's okay. Like it's not the big deal that you think it is. It seems like it right in this minute, but message board geniuses is going to find something on the Tennessee board, the Alabama board, the you know whatever you the Clemson board, whatever yeah. it is, where they are tearing a kid apart and it's ridiculous, but it's just part of the game. And I don't I don't love it, but it is what it is. And look, I mean to say that we're not going to censor people or at least, you know, keep comments reasonable. We are. I, yeah. I mean, I know mm -hmm. some of the people on the message board geniuses things, you've contacted them and yeah. said, Hey, let's calm it down. Yeah. You know, the stops it's, I know you think it's fun stoking the fires, sure, but for the better of everyone, let's just take it down a notch for me. You know, and we were talking to Eddie and I were talking to somebody about this tonight and I, you know, I think it's fair to say that the way the message board is moderated is largely at my purview, like I'll, I'll own that. Like I'm, I'm usually the one that this is, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're not going to do. And those kind of things. And within that, I don't mind at all. If you're talking about a player and you don't think he's good, man, that's what a message board's for. Like yeah. you get to talk about that and you don't like his game, but when it gets into like a personal, like it, it like, you know, you're attacking the kid as a human being or yeah. you're like, and I don't care what story you read. You don't know this kid. You don't know anything about him. You don't know his story. You don't know Sean Cooper. And I'm not going to get into all the details because I feel like that's just dragging these people through the mud. Like, and it just, it's ridiculous. But I, 
there a lot of what got exemplified in that message board geniuses thing was I didn't really have a problem with it. Like I think Dan called him mid or something. Yeah. You don't think he's that great of a player? That's fine. That that's that's what we're here for. We have or those discussions. That, you know, maybe he he you know thought that he had a better opportunity to yeah. place like Oregon versus Oklahoma with that's the people they're recruiting. A hundred percent. And that's all good. It, again, when the message board goes too far is when you start attacking family members and the kid himself. Like it gets personal. That that's that, or when you no go after the trainer. I mean, here's the thing I would say about it is if the trainer was responsible or misleading people, then why was Todd Bates? I mean, Todd Bates has more contact with Sims yes. than anyone. Yes. If he didn't know it, he was surprised by the result. Mm-hmm. He was being misled too. So how are you going to put it on the trainer? How are you going to put it on? And that became, kind of became the convenient thing. Like, well, Todd Bates left his father who had just passed yep. to go be at this. And he and Sean Cooper should have told him. I don't think Sean knew because Todd Bates didn't know. I, and I mean, you can speak to sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. And I, and I, I have talked to Sean. I have talked to various other sources. Like I, I don't think there is the beef that some people think there is between OU and C4. C4. Yeah. I think they've, and I think they're fair to feel this way, that they were a little bit misled by Sims. And I think that if by any examination, they, they were a little bit. And so I think that's fair. Does that make the kid like a bad kid? No. Like, he's not the first high school kid that had trouble telling a school no. Like, that. that's not – and that's basically what this comes down to. Now – Well, did, in reverse, Peyton Bowen did the same thing yeah, essentially last year. Exactly. Like, played out no use favorite, favorite, though. And so he's it's a patron – It's okay when so that he, happens. Exactly. So he's a patron saint. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but – and, I, again, I have seen – Text conversations. I, I have seen some I things that I probably shouldn't. The have conspiracy seen. that people want to believe that is out there it just simply isn't. Well, that that somebody you know that Sean Cooper I, yeah. or whoever is pushing kids away from Oklahoma. I just don't. And I don't is, buy that. That's the. Pure, I wasn't down there. I like. I don't mm-hmm. know the ins and outs, but just knowing Sean, it doesn't seem like he's that type of guy. Sh- Sean is not. I, I've I've known Sean for several years now. Uh, he he's a good guy. He he really is now. Which I, and you reminded me uh, earlier tonight. He sent Eric McCarty, though. Yeah, Eric like, McCarty. It's not a, like it's a, a... And I'm not talking like Eric McCarty showed up his senior year at C... Like, Eric McCarty was at C4, like, before anyone knew what C4 was, sure. including myself. Sure. Um, Kevin Sperry, the 2025 quarterback. Right. Yeah, he was a C4 guy. On, uh, yeah. on Saturday. We'll like, get to that. There, there is... I, I don't really have a lot of reservation in telling people that I think if Sean had his preferences for... Zadavian, everybody calls him Day Day. Just mm-hmm. so you know, if I say it and people don't know what I'm talking about, Zadavian Sims. I think Sean wanted him at Oklahoma. Like that. That would be my read on it, um, based on some conversations I've had. And so this narrative that like he's out to get OU, even if he didn't like OU, Sean's not stupid. You don't go. You don't start a training program in the state of Oklahoma and say I'm going to go to war with the state's flagship school. Like you're not going to get any players. Like no one's going to come if OU won't come in your doors. Like that, that's never going to happen. So even if he did feel that way, which he does not, it it would just be stupid business. And Sean, whatever else he is, he's not stupid. Um, I would like to point out that uh, even though Enjoy Vision does a fantastic job with LASIK. And Eddie uh, will tell you about how he can see. They do not guarantee seeing into the future. Eddie, I'm, I'm afraid to say. Uh, I don't know about that. Boston's up by 14. Uh, have you ever talked about Enjoy Vision? Have I ever told you guys about Enjoy Vision? 
which is a good thing that Boston's up by 14. I just want to see more basketball. Yes. I know that sports gambling isn't legal here. Uh, Enjoy Vision is the most awesome laser vision center in Oklahoma City. It's not even close. Combination of mind-blowing technology, experienced eyeball surgeons, and exceptional patient care, which was life-changing for me personally. I'm a little bit nervous with Josh in here doing the live read, uh, to be completely honest with you. Enjoy uh, is giving every unofficial 40 listener uh, in the universe. I always leave that part out, $400 off of LASIK. So if you are interested in LASIK, all you need to do is go to enjoywithme.com. That is the letter N-J-O-Y, withme.com. Promo code U40, $400 off. Enjoy vision. This is where you lace it. Do you watch wow. a lot of ancient aliens? I No, I don't believe in that. <laughs> what is ancient aliens? It's that thing on like History Channel with the, the conspiracy alien guy. I wasn't allowed, to have, a, I wasn't allowed to have a, uh, what's it called? Imagination when I was younger. <laughs> is that, is that, that, that the... It? Is that the GIF guy that's got the, he's like, yes, aliens. that we made you like, into yeah, one time. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that's him. He's, he's quite a character. Uh, okay, so Sims thing is done, but like you said, Kevin Sperry was there. A uh, lot of you know young 2025 guys were there. I mean, George, I know. Let me hand it over to, well, I'm going to give George my mic uh, because as everyone knows, there's enough of me on this pod. Uh, but George was out interviewing players as well, so I'm just going to hand it over. Josh, you can talk about just who was there real quick, and then George, you can talk about you know your impressions from who you talked to. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the guy we uh, we talked about him already is Kevin Sperry. I mean, that's the guy that I think everybody would want to hear from and obviously is Oklahoma's 2025 quarterback commitment. I spoke to him about a week, you know, I guess it's a couple of weeks ago now. Um, you know, but you mentioned, George, we were talking about earlier, just your impressions of seeing him throw it around a little bit and kind of being impressed with what he had. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there's guys, Josh, and you know this, that you watch him throw the ball and you're like, okay, that guy's got it. Like, they can spin it. And uh, Kevin Sperry's definitely one of those guys. So it, it was it was nice to, you know, meet him, meet his dad was out there, um, who's very close with Sean Cooper, by the way. Uh, I know we've moved on from that discussion, but, you know, they, they are very close friends. Um, his little brother was out there. I think his name is, is it Rozzy? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not sure that's how you say it, but that is, that's yes. what it looks like for uh, sure. He is tiny. He is, he just <laughs> finished eighth grade, but he was out there throwing the ball. You could tell he's, you know, going to be a guy that, um, you know, I'm sure gets recruited in the future, but yeah, Kevin was great. Very well-spoken. Like I, you know, I kind of joked with you guys that it's a little bit different uh, talking to like 16, 17 year olds versus, you know, obviously I covered the NFL uh, and you talk to 30 year olds and it's a tif- totally different world, even college guys, um, but, uh, Kevin was, was really good. And I thought it was interesting. He talked about the quarterback room in the future, uh, and just how much he can't wait to, you know, compete with a Jackson Arnold, you know, Hawkins, you know, if they bring in a, a, another quarterback, I'm sure during that, that span, you know, he feels like he can compete with those guys. So I think that's what you want to hear. And he sounds pretty locked in. Like, I don't think this is a guy that's going anywhere. Um, now I say that I'll jinx it, but. Uh, I, I do think that he's he's fairly locked in. But there's a couple other guys out there. If we want to get into those guys, uh, I know it's 2025, but um, Trane Washington, is that how you say his mm-hmm. name? From Carl Albert, um, three-star athlete. And I was going to ask you, Josh, because he, to me, of all the guys there, he was the best-looking athlete, in my opinion, other than Sims. But Sims wasn't going through the pro day workout. But is he a guy that they see playing receiver? I know he's getting recruited by Joe John. Um, to me, he looks like a safety, but I don't know what position is he. 
Well, it's kind of interesting because all I have is I've seen tape. He's Carl yeah. Albert was where I was actually supposed to be Tuesday morning. I'm going to go see him tomorrow morning. So as people are listening, I'm probably watching the kid play. Um, but he is a guy that I really could do a lot of different things. And it, I've been around Oklahoma City talking to some coaches this week, and you can tell that he's the guy that they kind of worry about. You know, the mm-hmm. opposing coaches like they don't know exactly what he's going to be, what Carl Albert's going to do with him, but that he brings a lot to the table and is just really a kind of a, I mean, like you're talking about, he's so big that Joe John's recruiting him, but at the same time, he's got some wide receiver skills. He's just a matchup problem. So he's a guy that's really interesting. Obviously, Tristan Haynes is yeah. his teammate that I think has maybe as much potential as any corner in the state in the last few years. I mean, his speed is big time. He's got good size. There's a, there's a lot to like there. So I, again, I, you know, what I do think is um, is interesting is I think it is kind of one of those deals, and I used to talk about it with Lincoln a lot with Trene Washington. It's kind of going to come down to how creative are you offensively? Like what can you do to find him a role? And Because the one thing I will say, and you mentioned safety, the, as I get older, I realize more and more guys just aren't wired for that. Like they're they're offensive guys in their mind, and they yeah. just that's what they are. And and when I watch him on tape, that's what I see. I see a guy that wants to have the ball, isn't dying to go find contact like a defender needs to. Well, and he he even I mean he told me he's like I want to play wide receiver. Yeah. So that's what he's going to play. I would assume. It just was interesting because he just looks I mean he he looked the part out of mm-hmm. all the guys there Tristan Haynes did too um you know I think he's Tristan Haynes is going to go visit Alabama this summer I think maybe go to one of their camps uh Washington's going to go to Tennessee and do one of their camps is what he was saying they've got some other stuff but I mean obviously these are young guys Caden Knighton was the other one I was going to bring up the running back out of Winniewood um he's still waiting for an OU offer DeMarco sounds like he's still kind of talking to him mm-hmm. I don't know where those things stand but it feels like if he were to get that offer, I think OU would have a good shot. Uh, I think he, the quote he gave me was that it's his dream offer, obviously being from Oklahoma. Um, he's currently committed to Vanderbilt, so it, it would be an interesting battle. But um, other than that, I mean, there were some other kids there, but those were kind of the guys that, that I talked to the most. And I, I did talk to Sims a little bit. Sounds like he still has a very strong relationship with Todd Bates. I mean, I, Josh, I don't know if you want to get into that. If that battle is technically over, I know there's a lot of people out there saying they're not even going to recruit C4 kids anymore. I don't buy that because uh, there's a lot of kids there that, I mean, obviously Kevin Sperry, but, you know, there's some Carl Albert kids now going there that I think they're going to be in on. But it definitely sounds like maybe the Sims door isn't totally. I mean, I think it's closed right now, mm-hmm. but maybe it reopens down the line. I don't know. I could absolutely see that happening. Like I, And again, I... The thing that I'll, you know, and, and George, I'd love to hear some of your perspective just being there as that was all happening, you know. George uh, got paid off. Yeah. <laughs> he got paid to say nothing. Seriously. I mean, George, you know, that's fine. If that's, that's the way this is going to be, George. That's we what we expect it. from you. We split the money. <laughs> we got lunch today at Fuzzies. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think with, um, with Sims, it, there's a couple of things in play because I think at some point, We've seen this where guys maybe commit out of state and they start thinking about, you know, getting so far from home. Sometimes that ends up being, ah, you know, maybe that's a little farther now that I'm seeing it in reality. It gets closer and they start thinking about it. But I I don't see any reason that Oklahoma couldn't come back in there at some point. I think it'll be very interesting to see because we know you want a big defensive line class. 
how do they fare with David Stone, Danny Okoye? Because um, those guys are all watching each other. I talked to Danny last night, and I don't think – no, we were, we, it was before. It was during practice. He and I were talking about David Stone, and, and he even – we talked some about Day-Day Sims. And I should say, so for everyone out there that was like, Josh, you guys got to deal with this. David Stone's, you know, addressed it. Um, Danny Okoye's mentioned it. I brought it up to Danny before – uh, during practice, during a conversation off camera. And I said, you know, what What do you think of that? Is that like a big deal to you? Does that bother? And he goes, what, what do you mean? And I was like, the the message board stuff about Dede Sims. And he was like, oh, yeah. Like He goes, did I say something about that? D- like, these guys, like, they're not hung up on it the way fans are. Like, they they saw it, and I'm sure as a fellow player, they rec- – you know, like, I, I would hate if that happened to me. Sorry that happened to you, bro, that kind of deal. But they're not up at night like, well, this drops OU from first to fourth on my list. Like, nobody's looking at it like that. So, I, I, I just don't think that's a part of it. Um, but I, I do think OU could get back involved at a later date, and I, I guarantee you Oregon is prepared for that possibility because they, they know – I mean, they they saw it last year. They they know how late in the game OU has beaten them uh, with Peyton Bowen last year. So I don't think they're going to count anything done until it's done. But um, but again, I, like I said, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they feel about that because that toward you never want to carry a grudge toward the kid. But at the same time, they probably have some reason to feel like this could have been handled better. That this could have gone in a different direction, and we would feel okay about how this went, but uh, are people a little sore right now? Probably. Do I think it passes in a month and they've kind of forgotten it and move on to other things? Sure. I do think it's something though, that you also, you know, whoever you are, mm-hmm. you don't want that to become a, uh, a thing because yeah. then it, then it starts becoming, well, you're, you're kind of screwing me over every time that we come down to your, you know, combine 100%. or whatever it is. And that, and that's what we're talking about with Sean earlier. Like, Sean wouldn't do that, like, because it just it makes no financial sense for a guy trying to run a business. Yeah, yeah. I will say, uh, like I said, I sat down with Sims for I don't know maybe fifteen minutes and kind of talked to him one on one about, um, you know, I actually sent this to the Oregon site for on three the audio, but um, you know, just talked about his decision and those sorts of things. I can tell you for sure. It was gonna be OU until that visit to Oregon, I think, in April, mm-hmm. and and you know Sims talked about that and how it flipped that day. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about you know what is he gonna get paid in NIL, which I think is a larger discussion we can get into, Josh, in a second. But um, if there's anybody that's gonna flip him, it's I would assume going to be Oklahoma. And he talked a lot about how him and Bates, you know, are, are very close. And and again, this was before all these reports have come out about the Bates situation and his dad and all that. And I, I don't think there's any ill will there from what I understand between the two. You know, I'm sure there is, you know, some that needs to get worked out over the next month or whatever, but I don't think that's going to keep that, keep Bates from trying to recruit the kid maybe down the line. Um, especially if he's recruiting some of his, his friends and David Stone and some of these other guys. So I, I think that door is still open. At least that's the sense I got from Sims is like obviously he's he's canceling his official visits which by the way I'm sure Michigan State feels the same way I mean it was at the day before his commitment he's like I'm gonna go official Mm -hmm. visit I mean he was playing everybody a little bit yep um and so that and that's just that's just recruiting you know like like, that's what is so shocking to me about this whole meltdown and and you know you guys have been in it a lot longer than I have but like this happens all the time like I don't know what the big deal is um 
you know, I think it's just it's people get butt hurt and yes, it sucks to lose a recruit, but let shit let, happens, right? <laughs> let Todd Bates get a month away from this. And I'm like, rank your top five beats on the I bet you this isn't even in there. Like the, yeah. I mean, and that's not a shot at him not being a good that's not I'm just saying I guarantee you he's felt either more hard done or, you know, uh, just more like heartbroken over a loss than this one. Like, cause, and to forget that Todd Bates got enough going on in his own life right now. I mean, obviously a lot more serious loss than, you know, one player. So there's, uh, like I said, I, I think it'll pass. I, I think that there's a lot that is, a lot of machinations out there right now of people trying to separate themselves or make somebody the villain or try to scapegoat, you know, mistakes they made into, you know, Sims did something terrible or Sean did something terrible or whatever. And like that that's that's just not how this went down in my opinion. I think the kid made some promises he wasn't capable of keeping, and I think that's not unusual. This isn't the first time this has happened. Um so, you know, like I said, we'll we'll see where it goes. But I, I, I don't the thought that OU is gonna stop recruiting C four, like, stop. That that's just that's nonsense. You're not gonna not recruit a place that has already given you two commitments and clearly is going to have more division one talent coming through. Specifically in an area of the country and maybe even the region that like that North Texas from Frisco all the way up through Durant is blowing up i mean mm-hmm. it truly is and a lot of it's credit to sean i mean yeah. that, that wasn't an area that was that everybody knew had good players like he's uh, you have to give him some due in that and i know i'm probably gonna get some angry dms about that but it is what it is yeah i think that uh i think someone needs to send uh todd bates a care package yeah from prime shrimp Ooh, okay uh josh's favorite uh prime shrimp.com go check it out uh, garlic herb, butter shrimp, uh, the lemon and cracked pepper, uh, kind of the summery seasons that they've got right now. If you're looking for something for just a light meal, which I know a lot of us uh, are doing that right now. Uh, and uh, if you're all into the Cajun stuff, uh, they've got the New Orleans style barbecue. They've got the signature Cajun season, which I think is the McQuistian family favorite. That, well, that is, uh, again, as, as we discuss all the time, when I am... With my wife and not allowed to make decisions, yes, that's absolutely what we eat. But I am an Alfredo guy Ooh, to to the core. French Quarter Alfredo, yeah, that that I'm that's very I, good. I, I'm just an Alfredo guy all the time. Uh, I I kind of go between that and lemon and cracked pepper because mm-hmm. I just love those flavors. And you could you could put a lot of sides with those, uh, which is really good. But yeah, uh, they've even got the unseasoned uh, simply shrimp if you want to get those. But here's the deal: got a lot of great sales going on right now. Uh, just on their website, lemon and cracked pepper shrimp is four ninety nine. The un- the unseasoned is four ninety nine. But if you spend fifty bucks with them, they will give you twenty five percent off your entire order. Really helps you out with shipping as well. Uh, so go to that website, primeshrimp.com. Use that promo code U forty U four zero, and uh, when you check out, you- you'll get twenty five percent off your entire order as long as you're ordering fifty dollars worth of product. So appreciate them as always, and uh, primeshrimp.com. Go check them out. Okay, so I think we've hit the sim stuff yeah, enough. Sure. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, is there anything else from C4 that you, you feel like is really worth going over? Oh, George, unless you, if you've got something, I'm, I'm all ears. Uh, not really C4 related, but I've just been getting a lot of these questions on the board, Josh, and I'm sure you've gotten them too, is just how much is NIL, and this is sort of related to sims, I guess, 
But how much is NIL really playing a factor in some of these recruitments? Because we talked about all the different things that, that may have played into Sims going to Oregon. NIL, I think, was one of them. Uh, and is that something that I guess fans should be concerned about? Because I got that this, this week in my mailbag questions. I'm sure people have been asking you. Is that something that is playing a factor in not just defensive line recruiting, but just total recruiting? I think it's it, – I mean, it absolutely does. But I think with defensive line, it's very pointed. And I, I think – I don't know that enough people understand. Like, probably with the exception of quarterback, there is no position that is more coveted than defensive line because there's just not enough of them. There's not – like, somebody, somebody tweeted out or messaged me the other day, and it was like, tell me when Georgia and Alabama miss out on top defensive linemen. Guys, I, w- I went back and looked at the last three classes, and, you know, and they said something like the elite defensive linemen. So I looked at the top 50 players in the industry rankings on on three, the last three years. Georgia has signed two of 14. Like, I mean, of, uh, of the top, d- of top 50 overall players that were defensive linemen, 14 of them existed. Georgia got two. Like, it is so hard to recruit those guys, and they tend to stay close to home there's a lot of that going on. It's, it's a big part of why a lot of people believe David Stone will end up at Oklahoma because he has so much connection there. Um, but there is – the NIL is absolutely part of the equation. And it's, it's one of those positions – and why I say all that is because if you have an NIL collective, a huge chunk of that money that you're allotted is going to go to the defensive line. Like the, just 100%, that's what it's going to be used on because, I, guys – you can create an offense that is functional. We've seen we've saw we've seen Mike Leach do it for years, where there's no five star guys on that offense. They they just had a system that worked. It was hard to defend, and they could score a ton of points on almost anybody. Defense, you're not creating new schemes. You're not doing. I mean, like you basically run the same four or five concepts that they run for 40 years. You have to like, be good up front. Yes, no and, you and you've yeah. got to win up front. Like, that, that's that's the end of it. And so, you know, you look at the NFL. Who are the good defenses? The ones that have monsters in their front four. Like, that's just the way that goes. So, I, I think that is a – that's something people don't understand enough that that is a huge piece of resources that any school is going to use. And Oregon, their NIL is – very robust and it's very good. I don't know if that was the biggest piece of this puzzle, but there's no question it was part of it. At the same time, guys, I'd be interested to hear some of your thoughts. I don't think, I think people have this perception of like, OU and the NIL markets like the poppers. And that's not what it is. Like It's something that you always bring up where you go, oh, so the team that just signed a top five class coming off of a six and seven year, they're not playing the NIL. It's just because everybody wants to come to Oklahoma yep. and you know, everything is rosy on that side of the ball. Peyton Bowen flipped from Oregon, which right. and I've heard the numbers that were thrown out were impressive for Peyton Bowen. Um, he didn't pick Oklahoma for free. Like don't, don't kid yourself on that. Um, so I, I think that is part of the misconception too, is that OU is not competitive. Now I'm not telling you, they're going to go dollar for dollar with Oregon, but they're competitive. Like they, they, I mean, the kids are not going to be living badly on on OU's NIL. So, like I said, I I think that becomes an excuse at times. Like, oh, well, they just well, did that because of that. It's just a crutch that makes everybody feel a little bit yeah. better about the situation. Yeah. When 
it, the hard thing is saying, okay, he just doesn't want to come play football at Oklahoma. Yeah. And again, people that don't recognize Sims was not a not like they're like, oh, he's from Oklahoma. No, he's not. He's from Texas. Like he's lived in Oklahoma for a couple of years and lives in the most extreme southeastern point of the state. Like it's not like he is a born and bred OU fan that just turned his like that he didn't grow up thinking like, oh, I'm gonna play at OU. That's not the the life they're living. But again, you look at what OU's doing in recruiting. You look at the potential of this class, both from last year and this year. You keep getting bites of that apple, you're going to win some of these. Like, they won P.J. Atabari. They won Derek LeBlanc. Sure, they lost David Hicks. They lost Colton Vosick. But like I was just saying with Georgia, when you're talking about defensive line recruiting, you're going to lose way more than you win. Like, you just absolutely are. But you got to take as many bites of the apple as you can get, and eventually you hope you put together enough where you really have a solid defensive line. Okay, um, so let's talk a little bit about this week and what's going on with you um, going around the state. I, I guess just kind of what, you know, we're two days into it now. Um, maybe you can kind of, I know you've got a report up on day one. There'll be one coming on day two. But just overall, what was your goal this week? Uh, and, you know, what do you hope to accomplish just by being here uh, th- going throughout the state? Well, you know, coming into the week, there were 12 12- OU offers in the state. Uh, now there's 13 with the news of Cooper Alexander. We can talk some more about that shortly. But my my priority with this is always, if I can't see every one of the guys that holds an offer in state, I want to see as many as I possibly can. As it looks, I'm going to get to see all of them. So that that's exciting. I think through, you know, two days now, I think I've seen six of the 13, something like that. I'm going to see... Four more tomorrow because Carl Albert has literally a third of the state's total, which is just unbelievable. But um, that's always a big part of it. And I also want to see um, a, a big part of this, and it's just getting out and talking to these coaches, seeing them, building, keeping those relationships good because that's something you hear from coach a lot, uh, uh, high school coaches when they'll talk about college coaches. They like the guys that come through even when they don't have a D1 guy. They don't have that that superstar player. And the guys tend to like, I don't uh, like me as much as they're going to like me because I come through every year. I go to Carl Albert every year. I go to Del City every year. I go, you know, and so when they have guys, I get the heads up. Like the, David Stone, we knew about him incredibly early because I had a good relationship with that staff. And that's. That's what I, I work to on all this stuff. Now, not like David Stone was going to stay secret long, but that's, that's kind of the way that stuff works. But, so you always just want to build those relationships. And like I said, going um, – and, uh, again, part of it is you find out about guys you didn't know about. This morning I go and see, um, uh, I believe it's Luke Gray at OCS that is starting to get people really excited, like a 6'7", 230-pound tight end with like a 7-foot wingspan. Um, there are people that are really excited about him, and I bet you money he'll sign Power 5 before it's all said and done. He is a very intriguing talent, and I, the thing I'm coming away with, I've always said Oklahoma is a – if there's one thing the state's done a really nice job of producing, it's tight ends through the years. I mean, you, Steven Alexander, you go through, you know, Trent Smith, Gabe. I mean, you, you run down the list. A lot of good tight ends in Oklahoma State history. It's unbelievable right now. You've got this kid I'm talking about. We see two tonight with Cooper Alexander and Nate Roberts. you got C.J. Nixon at Weatherford. I mean, you just run down a list. It's unbelievable how much talent is that, at that position in the state right now. Is he a true tight end, uh, the Weatherford kid, uh, Hickson? Yeah. 
or Dixon. Yeah. Uh, n- now, what's interesting is Miguel Chavis is the guy pretty much recruiting him. And Miguel, you can tell like, Miguel I'm sure that I know where he mad. wants him yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think Miguel would be mad about that. And he was telling me yesterday, he goes, you know, it's really kind of interesting because I didn't really play defensive end my first couple of years, but people were offering me at that. And you see him, he's six six two twenty, and he can run. Like, yeah, yeah it makes all the sense in the world. Um, and honestly, when I watched him at tight end, I thought, ah, you know, he's – he's not a big contact guy. And I was kind of like, well, I don't know. I, I guess I could kind of cross defensive end. Like I was talking with George earlier about, but then I watch him play defensive end and he's just stacking people up and you're like, well, okay. Like I, I don't know if there's just a different gear he gets to on defense or what it is, but uh, you know, for those that don't know, also very big time basketball players, same with Luke. Yeah, Gray. I was going to say the Luke mm-hmm. Gray kid, that's how his name kind of came yeah. on my radar initially was he was tearing it up as a uh, freshman. Mm-hmm at OCS yeah um yeah for some reason that sounded weird to me but yeah it's OCS I was like that's backwards I keep I I forever want to say OCA and OCS I always get those two mixed up <laughs> and even though they are completely different directions of each other and you know it was and he they both play for team Griffin so I mean mm-hmm. like it, it, cl- good basketball players yeah. not, yeah, not he's, just he's guys. a big time AAU guy. yeah in fact I, th- I want to say that and Bob would be able to correct me, but I'm pretty sure that OU's in on him mm-hmm. for basketball. Okay, I, that'd be interesting. And I, I really was out there at the field today, and I was like, and I've been to OCS three or four times through the years, and I was like, oh crap, this is Blake's school. Like I, it, it just never, I never went. Believe it or not, I didn't cover a lot of Blake Griffin in high school. Um, I think I went to one of his games, like a state tournament game one time, um, but by and large, uh, had nothing to do with it. That totally checks out with your hatred for basketball yeah uh, the only guy i remember really covering fairly extensively in basketball recruiting was taj gray i went to a couple of his games out at redlands i remember going out there and do you remember us shooting that and it was so dark and crappy it was terrible where at uh it redlands? was out at redlands oh man that, yeah it back was in the day yeah it was not good um the, the quality was almost i think the first time we went it was so bad i went back the second time and it was still so shitty that we were just like forget <laughs> it uh, by the way, um, I went to a wedding this weekend, my niece's wedding, uh, congratulations, Riley and Brayden. Uh, and I got, I don't know what types of brands of shoes that you have, Josh, like mm-hmm. you got a lot of shoes, I bet. Um, have you ever had any Trask shoes? They're no, like the, they're kind of like heard of it. old time leathery company. So like mm. they're really well made, but mm-hmm. they're like stiff as hell. And you're like. You wear them for a few times, it rips the hell out of your heels and stuff. Oh, yeah. You get blisters and stuff back there. Well, I don't wear them very much, but I it was an outdoor wedding. It matched with the, the suit that I had or the sport coat. Uh, and I put on some of my no-shows from Dead Soxy. And it was an outdoor wedding. It was in uh, her, her stepdad's backyard. And um, so it was three hours of standing on my feet, and I could not have been more comfortable. I mean, the, the no-shows are just fantastic. Even the no-shows have the little silicone bead on them uh, where they won't fall down into your shoe, which is awesome. George has got some now. Uh, Eddie's you know long-time wearer of them as well. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, to a special event like that, to have some great socks like that to wear that you know are going to hold up, uh, they're going to be comfortable even if you have some shoes that look great but feel like shit. Um, go to deadsoxy.com. Check out their entire collection. Uh, great game day socks as well, especially if you want to get uh, 
the uh, the Crimson and Cream editions. They've got several different packs. Use that promo code SCOOP. You'll get uh, 25% off. almost gave too much. Sorry, Michael. Uh, 25% off of your entire order, uh, and that's even on sale prices. So uh, load up that cart. Get those socks. And I've told you guys this 100 times, it seems like. They're... they're customer service is just fantastic on the website uh they treat you right they make sure you're taken care of make sure you liked your purchase uh and and want feedback and all that but uh they let you know every step of the process when it's going to be there just a great job overall experience shopping experience with deadsoxy.com so uh use that promo code scoop and you'll get 25 percent off your entire order okay so uh cooper alexander i mean a guy that I've you know went out and did a photo shoot with him and uh, Tyus McClarty when mm-hmm. Cooper was a freshman at Norman High. Now he's at Washington High School. Uh, if, for those that don't know, Stephen Alexander, former Sooner tight end and NFL tight end, is his dad. I would have fangirled if I met him tonight. Would you? All-time favorite OU football player. And really good dude, too. Like He was always I, known. When he followed me on Twitter, that was like a big deal, let alone meeting him. I had a, I had a Stephen Alexander jersey. Really? Yeah. Him and Jay, it's crazy, How too. How old would you have been in 97? Uh, nine. Okay. It, yeah, it, that's that right age. It, uh, it, to the fact that him and Jason Freeman are going to possibly, maybe, you know, if Cooper commits to OU, mm-hmm. have both their kids on the OU football team, That'll be crazy. that will be the final nail in the coffin of, okay, you're officially <laughs> old. Like, that will be, that will be it. Uh you know, and, and Steven, you know, was out there tonight. We, you know, I, I didn't know. I would have kind of done a, have you met my friend Eddie? Like, I could have done that oh, yeah, for him. I, I would have been happy to so set him little up. that we could do I wouldn't have been able to do. I wouldn't have been able to talk to him. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I should say, I have been to... George, by the way, if you're ever in that situation, you, it's your job to get Eddie's, you know, reaction. Mm-hmm. Something like that happens. Yeah, we, we I, I'm... To see Eddie at a loss for words, I'm, I'm anxious to see that, that... That's maybe, amazing. Maybe someday I'll meet him. Maybe someday. <laughs> I don't know. When he walked around the corner and the cop uh, started talking to him, I, I was thinking for a second, like, oh, Eddie, what'd you do? I thought <laughs> I was in trouble for a second. And luckily, I've just been called on to do the case. I've, luckily, he was recruiting me to get uh, basically as a sergeant deputy within the uh, University of Oklahoma Police Department. Eddie, is that an experience thing or is that just a general guilty conscience? Uh, both. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm still on the run since Jan 6. Like, you know, you never know when they're going to come back. <laughs> I'm so, so wrapped up in this cord right now. It's really bothering me. Yeah. Eddie is a just a circus of movement over there. That, there's your, a lot happening. Is it your headphone cord? Yeah, I think it's this one back here. All right. Uh, but anyway, you can take a stand up and figure it all out. Take your headphones yeah, off. And you're fine. We can talk here. Oh, there it goes. Uh, so... I mean, like you said, first offer for Cooper mm-hmm. uh, had not, to not be... Not for just Oklahoma. Or, yeah, oh, first yeah. Oklahoma offer. Yeah. Oh, I should have said, stated it this way. Gets his Oklahoma offer. Yeah, right. Uh, he's, had a, he's, you know, he's got some good schools after him. There were a lot of schools there tonight. I think mm-hmm. you were shocked by the quality two of schools a, that were there. Two-way spring game. State champion, obviously a big deal down there. It, there was a representative from every Power 5 conference... We're considering OU and the yeah, SEC. If, if but you put OU in the SEC. OU, Stanford, Miami, Baylor, Michigan. Yep. And it wasn't just like small players. I mean, it was Sharon Moore from Michigan. Yeah. I don't know who the Miami guy was. No, I, I didn't. Um, Joe John and uh, Jeff Lebby from Oklahoma, yep. obviously. Mm-hmm. I think, was it one of them in, uh, mentioned? No, it was uh, um, Cooper mentioned the Stanford coach. Yeah, it was and there. He, yeah. He's mm-hmm. the tight ends coach, yep. is yep. what I assume. Um, 
So yeah, like that time we were standing next to Dan Lanning for the entire game in Kansas City. Wait, what? When he was at Georgia? Oh, uh, yeah. When uh, the D back? Yeah. What was his name? Uh, The kid that ended up at Oregon, ironically enough. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh man, that was committed to OU for a while. uh, Oh man, I can see his. I can't think of it. Was he number eight? Dante Manning. Dante Dante Manning. Manning. That's it. Yep. Um, But no, uh, like I said, it, it was. I have seen, like I said, I've been to about 10 schools, and I mean, mostly, obviously, 6As, 5As, big, big programs. And that was that was as many schools as I've seen anywhere. And I think I saw OSU and Baylor this morning. Same Baylor coach was there tonight that I saw this morning uh, watching Luke Gray at OCS. But there was... <laughs> I again, just an unbelievable turnout, and it's a sign of just how talented those two guys are. I mean, how you know Sharon Moore? I, I think we can all agree he's probably going to be a Power Five head coach in the next couple of years. I mean, he is a rising superstar in this business. Uh, you know, for those who don't even remember Sharon, you know, obviously an XOU offensive lineman, and uh, I think still has quite a bit of affinity for the school. And those guys were all just like they were having the time of their life, just sitting down there watching. The Washington spring game catching up, you know, Sharon and Levy, um, you know, Joe John, obviously the whole crew. So, um, but yeah, we, we spoke to Cooper afterward. You know, I don't know. We're, we're planning to run that first thing Wednesday. So kind of depending on where you are in your day, you may have already seen it, may not. But I I mean, there's no question. And I, I should say, I've already put in a prediction for Cooper Alexander to end up at Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma has some work to do there. I don't think it's a done deal as some might expect with all his connections to Oklahoma and being 20 minutes south of, of the university and all those kind of things. But he mentioned it. I mean, he called it his dream school mm. and talked about, like, well, Eddie, it was something like, I've waited my whole life for that day kind yeah, of thing. It, it was basically, my dad was Steven Alexander. He played in the NFL. He played at OU. I've been waiting for this kind of moment for my family almost. Yeah. It was like a – it almost seemed like it meant more. And he, he didn't really mm-hmm. talk about it, but just reading how his body language changed – it was almost like it meant more to Steven than it did to him. And yep. I know that that's not sure. how it was intended for him to say it. But, uh, yeah, he said that it was basically – that was the first phone call that he made yep. to his dad after they got offered or after Brent uh, did the FaceTime and the Zoom mm-hmm. or whatever he did with him when he offered him yep. uh, this morning. So, And I didn't want to put him too much on the spot, but I thought it was interesting. You know, he, he mentioned – Brent Venables laid it all out. Like, yeah. They had a long Which FaceTime. I, and I wanted to interject. Oh, uh-huh. I could only imagine how long that phone oh, call was. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I was both like, so was Brent just telling you, like extolling his virtues, or was like, were they laying out, this is why it's taken this long? Because I, I acknowledge it during the interview. I said, I know this didn't happen on the timeline you wanted it to happen on, because I, I, I've been pretty honest I think Cooper has been a little frustrated with that um and he's he's I, I want to be clear he's never really directly said that to me but talking to the kid enough like I you, you can read between the lines um and I, like I said I it's just it's really hard for me to envision a kid that close to Oklahoma he talked about this summer he's got two officials set to Stanford and Iowa State and obviously both those schools you know it's easy to say oh Stanford and Iowa State their track record at tight end is not bad. Like, and obviously Stanford's education is incredible, and that me- he mentioned how much that would mean to him and those kind of things. But kids that grow up humongous Oklahoma fans 
And even if they're a little upset about the way it goes, boy, it's really hard to say no when the place you've always dreamed of playing is available to you. And I I wouldn't, you know, I I don't know if it means anything, but we also saw a little bro out there today, Case Alexander, Mm -hmm. who he's – it's incredible. Like he's going to be what a fre- he's going to be a freshman, right? Uh huh. And I mean, he's he, what he's six two one ninety probably yeah, right now easily. Like mm-hmm. his arms look like he's a junior in high school. Made an incredible catch on a deep ball. Yeah. And like one of the coaches walked over and was like, "That's that's Cooper's little brother." Yeah. And, he, and I was like, "Oh, he's, is he going to be a sophomore?" He's like, "No, no, he just finished like his last day of eighth grade just a couple of days ago." Like, <laughs> Holy crap! Grade. Insane. And yeah. I, yeah. so like yeah. what I'm saying is, is for Cooper, I would imagine that. You're gonna probably want to be around your yeah. your your bro when he's mm-hmm. going through uh, his senior year or mm-hmm. high school career, and uh, it's a lot easier twenty minutes down the road than it is, you know. Yep. However many hours to Palo Alto and and I'll say I say this wherever just because I've known a lot of guys that were like um, you know his age, uh, Stevens' age, like always kind of heard about him. Like he's been in he was in Norman not too long after he retired mm-hmm. um, from football. Like I know. They were living out on the west side because I knew people that lived close to him. And, like, so Cooper has been, you know, he's been around Norman and OU football his entire – I don't know about, like, how many games he went to sure. growing up and things like that, but I imagine it was a significant amount. Oh, I'm sure. Th- this is the antithesis of what I was talking about with Sims. Like, you just assume because he's an Oklahoma, he's an Oklahoma kid. No, no, this is an OU kid. Like, I mean, th- this is a guy that OU matters to him. It's important. And I think it's it really – I. I got to think that was a big part of Brent Venables' conversation with him was just trying to clear the air on all that. And like, and I talked to a source today that told me, oh, you've always been high on Cooper. And that, and that jives with what I've generally heard, but there was always a conversation about a numbers game. Now, I don't uh, – I'll be the there first There are to no say, numbers, so how is there a numbers yeah, game? That, that is part of my problem with that is like, your tight end room doesn't seem like there should be any problem with that. Like you should be bringing all the talented bodies you can in there. And I've said for a long time, I think Cooper Alexander is one of, if he's not a top 10 tight end in the country, I'll be shocked. I think he is very good and very underrated. And you look at it. I mean, he's got Miami, he's got Tennessee and it it tells you kind of where his values are that he's got all these big notable offers. And the only three official visits he's sure he's going to take are Iowa state, Stanford and Oklahoma and a large part of that is because Iowa State's built an incredible relationship with him Stanford is is Stanford I mean just simple as that and Oklahoma is a school he's always dreamed of playing for why doesn't everybody just go and steal Iowa's offers because none of them can score it's not there well not till they get to the NFL uh fair oh like at tight end yes yeah I don't know I've said before, I don't understand why people just don't go down Wisconsin and Iowa's offer list on the offensive line and be like, we'll take you, we'll yeah, take you, we'll exactly. take you. Throw in a couple of Michigan guys yeah, in there as well. 100%, because there's just nothing but, I mean, they're projects, but I, I think we all trust Bill Biedenboe could do something with those guys. Yeah. So, um, okay, so out tonight, uh, you were at OCS this morning. What, what, what does everybody have to look forward to the rest of the week? Yeah, um, you know, and I just quick hitters. We caught up with Danny Okoye. We caught up with CJ Nixon's interview. I just did. I recorded it. I didn't want to put him on camera. I wasn't wasn't sure if that was going to be too much. Um, Danny was great. For those that haven't watched it, we'll, we'll get it up on the front page in the next twenty four hours. And uh, it is Danny's 
just incredible to talk to. He's a kid that is very comfortable in his own shoes, and he'll answer just about anything you want to talk about. So I thought that one came out really well. Uh, both he and CJ, I, I think Oklahoma is as high as anybody on their list. I, Danny is going to run it out for a while. I kind of got him to admit that the 10 official visits is completely impossible. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he definitely wants to get out and take some trips. Um, but as far as the rest of the week, um, going to see, like I mentioned, going to see Carl Albert on Wednesday morning. Uh, four of the state's 13 offers are on a Carl Albert's roster, and that's just an unfathomable number. And, uh, you know, I, I've talked to other schools around the state, and they're like, they were so much better than everybody else in 5A at the end of last year, and now we've got to deal with this crap. Like the, that, they, Yeah, I mean, they get Marcus James from Bishop McGinnis, and a couple days later he's got OSU and OU offers. And, um, you know, Eddie, Eddie and I were talking. McGinnis is going to be an interesting story. Lost their quarterback to Dell City. And that's going to – I mean, 5A is going to be a lot of fun this year. That'll be really interesting. It's, it's everybody chasing Carl Albert, but it's going to be very good. Um, uh, going to hit the OBU team camp as well. Uh, another chance to see Danny Okoye. Uh, going to see a, a couple of kids from some smaller schools. And I, I don't want to sit there and throw their names out because I don't think people know them yet. But I'm, I'm very interested to get to watch them up close because on tape, they look like – a couple of them look like maybe OU guys. Like they're that gifted. I just want to see them – and kind of get a feel for, you know, where their game is. Um, and then later in the week, going to get my first chance to see Elijah Thomas from Dakota, the kid that just picked up an Alabama offer yesterday. Um, I, I've said before, I think he and C.J. Nixon right now, and I, I'm going to have my first 2025 rankings here in this summer. I don't usually do them this early, but that class is so good, I want to get started on it. And I, those two right now are my top two players in the state. I want to see, see them up close seen CJ now I want to see Elijah uh gonna also see Wagner go see Alex Shield Knight um that's another OU offer defensive end had a chance to see him at camp but want to see him in pads and kind of see what he does and kind of how he moves around obviously they've also got Whit Edwards who's another in-state tight end that if Oklahoma got involved it wouldn't shock me he is a very big long talented athlete and then, you know, just at the end of the week, going to go catch a Wasso where it's going to be a Wasso, Broken Arrow, Sand Springs, Stillwater, Booker T. I mean, all these Tulsa powers, and I get to catch them all in one sitting. So there's, um, you know, you can guarantee on that field there'll be three or four guys that either have an offer or will get one before the, you know, their career is over. Uh, real quick, let's talk about uh, the Butler kid, the, D the mm -hmm. Illinois switch. Mm -hmm. Did we – no, I guess that was that would have been like Friday. Yeah, we talked about the commitment yeah, was, and then yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So from everything I've gathered, uh, Lane Jenkins, uh, defensive end from Butler, kid that's originally from Illinois, um, commits to Oklahoma, and I I I haven't ever been able to nail down the exact timeline, but he literally tweeted out his offer, and within like ten minutes, tweeted out that he'd committed to Oklahoma. I don't think it happened that fast, but it definitely happened quickly, and I don't think there was any ability to really lay out all the particulars and make it very clear to him that if you're committed, you're done. And I think he knew something though, because from what I can gather, he basically tried to keep it on the, keep it quiet that he was going to visit Illinois. Oklahoma found out they got word. And I, part of me wonders if, if, if Brett Bielma wasn't like, let's get this out there and see if we can just get OU out of this race. Like, let's just see if we can just cut that out of the, uh, the equation. And that's an OU just called him and said, Hey man, we wish you nothing but the best of luck. I, I've heard there was, it wasn't ugly. It wasn't a bad thing, but this is our deal. And I, 
part of me wonders if this, uh, kind of like I said earlier, with Brent almost, um, you know, thinning the herd with a guy that, you know, doesn't want to come to OU because mean message board posts. Having the ability to make an example of this guy, you don't want to make Peyton Bowen your example. Right, you don't right. want to make PJ Hattabari your example. You want to make a guy that, yeah, we're going to take him, He's but a project, we're not. Yeah, yeah exactly. More but, of a project. Yeah. And so I, I think that is, that it's almost perfect for Brent. Um, and, you know, it's not. Obviously, they wanted to have him, but it's a, it's a good time to remind everybody like this is something we're serious about. Don't you know you can't go taking visits and and remaining committed? We're not going to do that with you. So, uh, because I mean we all remember Colton Vosick last year, and that didn't go down quite so sternly. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it was just a deal where a kid took a visit and he shouldn't have. And I talked to him, and he made it sound like it was a mutual decision. I don't think that was the case, but I'm not going to belabor the kid and beat him up, and you know for a situation I'm sure he's already regretting. So, um, yeah. So again. Maybe he ends up at Illinois, and obviously Illinois played really well defensively last year, but who knows how much of that followed Ryan Walters to Purdue. God, it's amazing, isn't it, that Ryan Walters is the head coach of Purdue? I, I mean, you remember him when he was just a GA. Like, yeah. I remember him being out there. I, summer camp was the time well, he was. The, he was their him. GA at, at Arizona mm-hmm. when Mike and Tim mm-hmm. came over, and they were like, yeah, this kid's going places. And I think Colorado immediately got a job there. or somewhere. He got a power, power five job somewhere immediately. Because I think he was only out there for spring camp. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, didn't did he originally go to North Texas? Was he at North Texas under Seth for like a year, right. yeah. and then he, I think, I think right. he made another jump after that. Um, but yeah, I mean, guys, and I remember, you know, even back then, Kerry was like, "He's a star. Like he's going right. to be great." Yeah. Like there, there was a lot of faith, and he's. I said, I mean, we're talking about when Mike got here, wasn't thirteen, and now he's gone from getting his first full-time job at North Texas to now he's a head coach in the Big Ten. I mean, the guy's <laughs> moved really fast. Wonder what OU's defense would have been like if he'd just been the court there. I mean. Anyway. I I, get do, you, do we have like an hour more <laughs> we want to go here? Let's let's get <laughs> yeah, into it. No, it is, here's what's happening is uh, we're doing this pod, and because the Super Regional is coming up and Bob's not here, uh, George, Bob, and I are going to do kind of a super regional preview uh, pod that's going to come out right after this one. So uh, this pod was actually going to be out about as early as anything we've ever done on a Wednesday. It's a two-pod week, people. So two-pod week. Two Rejoice. Pod, two-pod week. Uh, and uh, Eddie, I know like baseball, uh, the early comments were not a lot of hope there. <laughs> yeah, you've inspired a lot of confidence. There's hope. They're going to win the national championship. Oh no, I'm I'm kidding. If they had won two or three against Oklahoma State, not I you gave be, me the stat earlier that was just ridiculous. Yeah, they've uh, in the four games that they've already played against Oklahoma State, they've walked 27 and uh, hit six batters. So you can imagine how that thing's going right now. Is that is that bad? Uh, yeah, it's, it's not. not it's not good. It's about the opposite of what the softball team usually does to the opponent. So um, it's been rough. But it, like, if you want to look at it, glass half full. Obviously, they got an opportunity going down to Arlington this weekend. You have plenty of opportunities against RPI uh, teams that, you know, they're not they're not going to lose RPI points over the weekend. Uh, if they win one game, if they win two, I think that they're in for sure. If you win one game, you kind of position yourself going into, uh, you know, a championship weekend in which it's basically you're going to be looking at the bubble and, you know, are there going to be bid stealers? And if there's a bunch of bid stealers, then I think you have reason to be a little bit nervous mm-hmm. if they were to go 0-2 uh, down in Arlington. But, you know, I... I guess in closing, uh, you know, 
Ole Miss was the final team to get into the tournament last That's year. True. So I forgot about well, that. I was all gonna, you got to do is get hot at the right time. I was going to ask, like, is there any precedent for, you know, oh, obviously Oklahoma had the great run last year, went to Florida and won, went to Virginia Tech and won. Like, is there any evidence that, like, the committee will kind of look at, like, hey, you know, this is a team that we know has done this before. Like, I don't assume, I don't but know I if they look at that exactly, mm-hmm. but I do think that they'll look at their record with Dakota Harris, the starting shortstop, yeah. and Easton Carmichael in the uh, – in the just in the starting lineup, like they're twenty five and I guess it, or twenty six and fourteen now mm-hmm. with them in the re, in in there as opposed to mm-hmm. uh, not. So they're a much better team when they have those guys, and uh, you know it's going to come down to a bunch of uh, you know kind of the basic fundamentals. Like, are you going to get good pitching? Are you going to commit a bunch of errors? Are you not going to make plays that uh, you should be making in the field? And if they don't, it could be a really short weekend. It could be a really short stay down in Arlington if they. Uh, it, I don't think it's crazy for them to go win sure. a couple games, and uh, who knows what happens. So have you mentioned to Skip that those two should be in the lineup? Like, Is he aware that yeah, that's I, probably I, a good I, thing? He's, he's pretty aware. Okay, that, okay, uh, sure. They probably are better with Dakota Harris <laughs> and uh, Easy Carmichael. I, I, I think that uh, that has been uh, suppressed upon him. Okay, good, good. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it uh, about at 1030 uh, at night here on a Tuesday. So uh, we will – Continue full softball, super regional maybe, pod. That's yeah. We I, I don't know what you were doing earlier, but I you just were paying. That. You were paying. No I attention. was literally uh, not listening. I was cutting up the Cooper Alexander interview. <laughs> oh, he's flexing. I see what happened there. Okay. Well, that's what I'm gonna love when we go YouTube is that we're gonna see just how little a shit Josh gives when we talk about stuff he doesn't care about. Oh yeah. No, like I'll I'll, I'll try to find things. You know, like I'll have like some of my kids' toys in the room, and I'll you know do the little paddle with the ball. And I'll bounce it. Uh, I'll I'll try to be as distracted as possible. But Eddie, every time like. This is the first time I've ever been able to watch you guys, these last few pods where we've been doing it. You know, we, we've had video of each other so we could at least see each right. other. Mm-hmm. Eddie, and Eddie does this at games. He does it anywhere. If he is not on the, if he's not shooting on the camera, he's on his phone, like invariably. Like I feel bad almost talking to him, like I'm distracting him from something that is going on in his life. It, it was nothing important tonight. Yeah. I, I'll put it that way. <laughs> it was nothing important tonight. It was, uh, basketball so okay. you know just nba final stuff okay great i i was a little concerned it was you were going to tell me like Pornhub at the high school yeah, game like, that was going to be weird no they have terrible internet connection <laughs> we, we're not even joking about that all right <laughs> everyone knows when they come in here everyone knows that yeah doing weird stuff at high school games is my yeah that, that's a no yeah, that's that's, that's a, a big negative that's a no matter how big you are you mm-hmm. can be gone immediately mm-hmm. yeah uh, so yeah, I'm sure a lot of people think that that's true. So I just want to debunk some things anyway. Um, yeah, that's all. It's, it's, it's great having you here in studio. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, glad thanks for everybody planning around for me. This was, I was going to be on the road. If anybody's wondering why we're recu- recording on Tuesday night, I'm, I'm out. Oh, I wasn't going to do so. two of three weeks with you on a phone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean I the audio is, yeah, the, you love shaky audio. That's one of your favorite yes, things. I'm so into that. So. <laughs> But, yeah, you'll hear more from George tomorrow. He and Bob uh, will be uh, previewing everything going on. And George is going to be covering the Super Regional, too. So you'll be getting some of his great storytelling. Uh, and uh, don't forget, SoonerScoopStore.com. Every time we do a pod, we should mention this because we get a lot of – we're running low on some sizes. Uh, and uh, if you want your sleepy run, roll, repeat shirt, you need to get to SoonerScoopStore.com and get them ordered. The women's sizes were still good on most of the V-necks for the women. 
but we're running low a little bit on the unisex, the 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 ones for males and females, uh, and we've still got uh, the use. Don't don't gender anybody in here. Unisex, just them. Yeah, it's just, just them, shirts they, for them. And there. Okay. Uh, I'll do my DEI training after this is over. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I might need to sit in See, with you. Eddie Eddie joins the police, and now all of a sudden he's he's pronoun sensitive. Well, that's right. That's right. We're just mm-hmm. trying to protect and serve during the summer here in Norman. Hey, we got out security footage for him. We were trying to. We were trying to. I know. I to catch him. I wish that uh, we would have been a little bit more help, but I don't think that we were. I think that they kind of have it figured out that you got to find the guy now. Yeah, yeah. I think they know. Yeah. So all right, like Clark Stroud. I don't. That's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, that will do it for this edition of the Unofficial Forty. We'll be back right here again next week for another edition of the Unofficial Forty podcast from SoonerScoop.com.